Welcome to Chaotically Nerdy, a podcast made by nerds for nerds. This podcast is made by adults, for adults, and for children with bad parents. Adult language will be used, and adult situations may arise. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Chaotically Nerdy. On today's episode is me, Tyler, and, and me, Jared, and Ethan, who Yay. is me. Who is me? Okay. You know what? <laughs> In a roundabout way, we, got we all said the same thing. Yeah, that's right. Even if it wasn't the same thing. So today's episode is going to be about both Critical Role and the animated series Legend of Vox Machina. We're mm-hmm. kind of bunching them together. Just real quick, what is Critical Role? A D&D game by a ton of voice actors. Nerdy-ass like voice a, actors, but yeah. Yeah, nerdy Well, I mean, I, if they're playing D&D, that's kind of a given. But I'm just saying, I knew what it was, but I'm just saying for yeah. reference. For, that's what he says every opening. Bunch of very nerdy ass voice actors. Yeah, but again, if you're playing D and D, it's not true. If you're not, you cannot be a nerd. Eh. It's possible. Eh. I feel like it's not. But if you're going as far to play D and D, you're pretty nerdy. But they are above and beyond nerdy. Sure, I would say. So just to name off the people of Critical Role, Matthew Mercer's the DM. Mm-hmm. Travis Willingham is a voice actor. He's the deep voiced one. Yes. As long as you're not listening to season three. Campaign three, yep. Campaign three. That's the correct way to say that. Yep. Because he made his voice really kind of high-pitched for that one. Yeah. <laughs> as high-pitched <laughs> as Travis Willingham can. Uh, Laura Bailey. Mm-hmm. Marisha. Is it Marisha? Ray. Yeah, Marisha. Okay. That was, I'm going to butcher most of these names because I don't know them. Uh, Marisha Ray. Sam Regal. Liam O'Brien. Liam O'Brien. Talisian. Talison. I want to say Talisian every it's time. Talison. Talison. Talison yeah. Jaffe. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I'm missing somebody. And BAFTA award-winning Ashley Johnson. Oh, yeah. It's because, like, whenever you watch, <laughs> when you watch. Part of her legal name now, BAFTA award-winning. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> so, you want to know why I forget about her? Because every Critical Role episode that I've actually, like, watched. She misses most of one, most of two. Yeah, she's hardly in them. Fucking blind spot. That's where she's at. She's in New York filming blind spot for all that. Yep. Bullshit. So, just to jump into our questions slash script, mm-hmm. our very very short script. Five bullet points here. Oh, we're gonna expound upon them bitches, but yeah. Yeah. So, how did you find out about Critical Role? Let's start with the magical dice, Jared. I don't. Oddly enough, what the word I just said right before you're going to start talking is how I found out about Critical Role. I said Jarrett. <laughs> oh, yeah. That is true. Um, I can't actually remember. I feel like it was through the YouTube algorithm. Well, I'm sure you were looking up D&D stuff, it and was, then it led we, you to we Critical had watched, Role. Uh, Acquisitions Incorporated. Yeah. And they only did, like, you know, an episode every... Four or five months, something like that, at a PAX. The, the PAX convention. East, yeah. And then they did PAX West and they started doing PAX South. Yeah. But at every PAX convention, they did that. But then it was like, you know, it was like, here's 
another thing, another D and D. Well, it's sort of the same premise it's as same it's it's people who are moderately famous with a certain community mm-hmm. um, do playing D and D in a public setting that is recorded. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. But that's how I found out, and then I can't remember exactly where it was, but it was somewhere around the start of the Briarwood arc. So I was around the mid twenties is when I started. Gotcha. So I've been there from not day one, but we'll say day one ish. Ish. Day one ish. And then it's me. So I found out I've already said it. I found out from Jerry. Yes. It was I knew we had watched I had watched Acquisitions Incorporated. Yeah. My brain shut off for a second. And I never got that algorithm where it was like suggesting that, which maybe I wasn't watching as much D and D stuff on YouTube. Uh but and then Jarrett was like, Hey, you know, we've watched Acquisitions Incorporated. You should watch this, too. And I watched a handful of episodes. Mm-hmm. I have a problem with the length of the episodes because I'm not very good at putting it on in the background. Because, like, if I'm doing something else and I'm focused on that, I will completely ignore the video and everything going on in the video. So I can't do both. Like, it just doesn't work for me for some reason. <laughs> I am able to do both. Mm-hmm. So I not. watch most episodes. The only thing I've ever been able, I've been able to play, I played a PGA Tour game. So I was playing like just golf and you didn't really have to focus while you were playing it because it's not like it's super fast paced or anything like that. I was able to watch videos doing that, but anything else? No, couldn't do it. So Ethan, you're the last up. Um, Same way Jared did. It was mostly, I don't know if it was through one of us telling the other about Critical Role or what happened there, or he could have told me about it, but it was the same thing. We had watched acquisitions together at our friend's house, mm-hmm. and then it was kind of like a given for the going into critical role because, well, acquisitions is artists mm-hmm. and uh, producers for that certain environment of like nerdy D and D type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was run by uh, Perkins, yeah, Chris, Chris Perkins, Perkins yeah. who is, what, the creative director? Yes, that sounds right. For uh, Wizards of the Coast? Mm-hmm. So he has a lot to do with D&D itself, like, as a company. Yeah, and I think he was the rules designer on 4E, I think. Maybe? I think so. I, I don't remember, remember for sure. That's a bad look, but... But that was interesting, and then we moved into Critical Role, and then I was really mad at Matthew Mercer because he's so good. Yeah. At the yeah, it makes you feel inadequate most of the time. But I mean, at the same time, I understand. So I just don't. I don't actually watch it. <laughs> I I've watched a lot of it, but it makes me so mad because I can't be that good. Yeah. But it's like it's it's. If you watch it, I I do highly suggest that you watch it because he is really good. The, the the players are really good. They're very good at role playing. They're really good at role playing. It's a good place to learn mm-hmm. how to role play a little bit better. But don't. It's like watching sports. Yeah, you're Don't also, say I'm bad at football because I'm not well, I'm are, not a professional football player. Yeah. These are professional actors. You're not going to out no. role play them. No. no. <laughs> not to mention like the amount of works that they're in. They have so much behind them that they can well, yeah. pull from. I mean, fuck, you can listen to any video game or animated TV show and just about find one of those eight. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, especially the things like uh, if you play like big name video games, you're going to find these guys like 
World of Warcraft is a yeah. big one for them because yeah. like they're all in there somewhere. Yeah. And you can hear them, you can recognize them. Mm-hmm. Um but or your animes, most of your animes is from yeah. them. They don't do as many more, but like your mid two thousands animes. Yeah. That's probably more so where they got their start. Yeah, like uh I know Laura and Travis both worked at Funimation yeah. in Texas where they lived. Uh so they were in Dragon Ball Z or she was. She's Kid Trunks. Oh, yeah, that's right. I knew that. <laughs> always blows my mind. It always blows my mind that, uh, like, for the kid versions, it's always a female. Yeah. Like, it doesn't blow my mind because it makes sense. Yeah, because you need somebody whose voice yeah, is going to change. Yeah, you can't, like, pick the... Mm-hmm. You can't pick a kid to do it because they're not going to do it as well as an adult would do right, it. Right, but you, their voice is going to change most likely. Yeah. Uh, and so let's just move on to the next thing. How much, if any, have you watched? I've already said mine. It's... Very minimal, like probably 10 episodes. You get the TikTok clock clips. I don't even get the TikTok clips. I just watch like compiled highlights yeah, from characters on YouTube. And it'll be like 30 minutes. And yeah. I'll just sit there and watch the highlights. Yeah. I've probably watched about 15, 20, somewhere in there. Gotcha. Episodes? Yeah. I am currently five episodes, maybe six episodes behind on Campaign 3. Everything else I've at least watched once. Most likely I've watched slash listened to it three or four times. Yeah. Cause I would just put it on his podcast while I was at work and just listen to it. It's very easy to just keep it going. And then next up is which campaign should new people start with? Because obviously they have three campaigns. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of, to me, this one kind of depends on if you want to watch Vox Machina, mm-hmm. because if you, Watch Fox Machina. I know they've changed things and things like that, but I feel like I'm getting the gist of the story yeah, you'll without it. having to spend. You could make that argument one way or the other for yeah. watching those. I, like, if you want to start with Briarwood, I mean, it, you'd be perfectly fine with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, you get like 90% of the good bits. Of like the important stuff and like your good bits. There's obviously stuff that they have to cut out or have moved or can't use yeah but for the most part it's all in there in some form or fashion uh to me it does depend if you're getting into it because you're watching legend of box machina sure go ahead and watch slash listen to campaign one i'll just warn you the first like 20 episodes their audio is awful yeah it's It's bad bad. it's really bad you have to you just kind of have to like Truck through it. Truck through it. Because once they get around the start of the Briarwood arc, I mean, or you can, a lot of people will just say start at the Briarwood arc. Well, they had, they had no idea it would take off like it no. did. Like, that's just it was just the thing like, hey, we should try this and see what yeah. happens. And then next thing you know. Yeah. If you just like the people, you know, watch did, Campaign 2 because it's, it's completely done. You can maybe get it done by the time. <laughs> Adventures of Mighty Nine comes out. <laughs> Who knows? Probably not. Probably not. It's 140 episodes that uh, are four hours a piece. Yeah. Um, or if you're wanting to watch the live games every week, you can catch up with Campaign Three. That's what I would really suggest. Yeah. Is it's it's there's three different kind of points. Like, what do you want? I would I would yeah. suggest just catching up on three mm-hmm. and then going from there. And if you want to go back, yeah. yeah. You can decide that if you if you like 
listening to them, but it is kind of like, it's like the dream campaign because you've got all these fantastic people and the best DM and it's just, it's like the dream. So it's really interesting to watch if you're into D and D. Yeah. And I feel like campaign three is going to, it's going to have the highest audio. It's going to have the highest audio quality. I mean, yeah, I guess. And but video, like, which I mean, it's anytime. The point, it's the point where you don't rec- you don't really yeah, you don't it notice between it. campaign two and campaign three. They do a lot less um, of the in between talking between themselves in by three. I think they do some, but it's not as bad as it was at the beginning of one. You mean like cross talk at the yeah. table? Oh, yeah, yeah. The cross talk at the table goes well. Once they yeah, get better mics, yeah. that weren't picking up. Like they're they're able to like whisper actually, and like, like if they have to yeah. cross talk, they'll just like whisper or yeah, text able or to lean away and go. Yeah. yeah, and I'm sure even that picked up some, yeah, but it not much. it did a little bit. Um, yeah. So basically, start wherever the fuck you want well, is, is what we got out of the just yeah, that. But it, it depends on what you're looking what for. Do you, what do you? You have to kind of figure out what you want. Yeah. Uh, and then favorite characters from I'm assuming all three campaigns is what it's we're your doing. We're doing characters, the D and D campaigns. Who, yeah. Unfortunately, I am terrible at names. So the bring them on. It's Travis's character in. Uh, well, I obviously in campaign three. Grog is one of mine, but yes, it's Chetney. Chetney. Chetney is his name. I fucking love Chetney. Well, it's all of Travis's characters, really. It's it's. You know. I, I didn't care that much about Fjord. It's Fajord, but yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I just don't care that much about Fajord. Really? Now, granted, maybe I haven't seen as many yeah. clips about him God because damn. that's where I'm getting all my stuff from is just from clips because, like I said, I haven't watched all of it. Um, the other one that I really like is Fresh Cut Grass. FCG. And I only like that one because of the fucking introduction. The introduction is an all-time introduction. Yeah. Which one's that? So the introduction is where Sam's Sam re- he's saying like character. Yeah. Oh, oh, and he's like, oh yeah, she named me after all yeah. the stuff that she loved, all the smells that she loved. There's uh, fresh cut grass. There's he says like few apple, other th- apple pie. I yeah, think is one of them. Ap- warm apple pie. Yeah. Pussy, and he just says it so nonchalant. He just goes and right he, through it. Yeah, it yeah, just keeps it going. Keeps going. <laughs> and they fucking, one like, by one, you watch it one by one. Each of them fucking breaks, yeah. except for Ashley. <laughs> Ashley's the only one that doesn't break, but everybody else at the fucking table breaks. Yeah, and they're like trying to hold their face away from the microphone because they're laughing so fucking much, and I just love that. I I know nothing else about that character. That's the only clip I've seen yeah. from him, and fuck, is it perfect? It's pretty good. It's and that's the beauty of Sam Regal. Like, Sam Regal is a mad genius, and I feel like Travis and Sam bring this. Both seriousness at times, sure, but stupid jokes the most, Definitely. and I love that. It's it's a good balance. Yeah. If it's you a want a, really if good. If you balance. want a good compilation, look up Ford and not Ford and not. Okay, it's from campaign two. Yeah, that's it's that's Sam and Travis so good. Character. It's just them sniping at each other the whole. F- it's like a I forty minute it. compilation. It's the, fucking great. The fucking one about Chetney and uh, Robbie's character. Uh, Dorian. Yeah, Dorian. <laughs> it's fucking great, oh, it's too, because so they're just fucking... I haven't seen this one. Oh, oh it's, it's so good. Yeah, it's because it's Travis just in his old man voice, and Dorian's trying to be, like, kind of helpful, and it's just basically, fuck you, the whole time. <laughs> it's so good. Um, that was a terrible Chetney impersonation, by the way. Eh, fuck you. <laughs> That's also bad, but... Well, we're not Travis. I'm it's not fine. Travis. All right, so who's going to tell us their favorite characters next? Ethan. 
Um, everyone likes Scanlan, but mm-hmm. I really like Grog. It's really it speaks to me. I like playing those types of big dumb characters. So it's it makes me want to play it. Like yeah, and I've said this exactly. several times on the podcast. I never get to play a barbarian. Yeah, and it makes me just want to play a fucking barbarian so much. I I really like playing big dumb characters. Big I don't dumb. know what that it's. I like playing the opposite of what I am. I'm a big guy, but I'm not dumb. But I mean, well, see, I'm big and muscular though. Yeah, yeah big and muscular. I'm not big and muscular. Yeah, flabby, but uh, I am dumb. I can pull this off with ease. Yeah, <laughs> you did, but it won't be it. It, it won't be funny. It'd be sad. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Oh, anybody else that sticks out? Um. Kind of the opposite of you, like what little I've seen of Fajord. You love. Oh, I, I really it's like so it. Good. It's right up my alley. Yeah. So. Uh, you Jared. want? Do you want it by campaign or by player? It just just or? do. I don't care. Are you gonna name off a fucking player from every one? Like, I could. You gonna give a favorite character of every player? Yeah, I could. <laughs> I don't need that much. Okay. Just, who's your favorite? Um. Vax, Grog, Ford. Fajord. Yeah. Um, Air Fajordan. <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, You're terrible. That made me so happy. <laughs> Bo and Caleb. Gotcha. Yeah. So nobody from three? I'm not digging campaign three as much as I have. Like, it's just I've been hard. For me. It's why I'm behind. It's hard for me to get into this campaign. I don't know what it is. Don't know. It's probably the change in some of the people. No, it's nothing to do with really? that. It's just it's something about the story. Like maybe because they're they're not really like doing any sort of like story. Oh, they're just kind of they're playing like we do, where they're just kind of like fucking traveling around. There's no they haven't really hit on a big narrative arc yet. I mean they they've touched on something a little bit but they just that's weird for mercer they he probably ran more than ideas the, for a minute the players are just kind of like eh. tangent matt, yeah matt likes to have stuff going on in the background and be like dragons attack bitch <laughs> i i did like uh yeah. joe and janello yeah i liked his character uh, only because of the fucking Whenever he bolts, scene. Oh, it's so good. Whenever he takes the hand of Vecna, <laughs> just fucking <laughs> throws it on and teleports out. Oh, it's so good. Yep. Good old Archon the Cruel. Archon, that's his name. Yeah. I I can't remember names for shit. It honestly, for the longest time, I mixed up Vax and Vex. That's fine. I don't know why. I mean, you must not have seen the episodes where they have the, Laura and Liam. Have the shirts on that point to each other that says one says I'm Vex, one says I'm Vex, and they point at the no, other one. I did not get they that far. They are so good. I did not get that far into it. It's like Matt does it like still episode like one hundred and twelve. Well, right, we're, ch- we're at the end of the fucking campaign. He still says the wrong name. Well, whenever you well, change I mean, we've one all, letter. We've all been there. Like we've had like we can't remember all of everybody's characters' names. You know the worst part? They have gotten them mixed up before when they're talking about them. <laughs> They'll say the wrong one. They're like, I meant the other one. It's easy to do. Yeah. There's a reason why Vex calls Vex sister 95% of the time. It's so because he can't didn't remember. have to say it. <laughs> he can just go, sister. Sister. Uh, they're both like my two favorite 
players, though. Oh, okay. yeah. Even though I, I'm not big on her character in the yeah. first. Oh, yeah. Vex is yeah. kind of a. Well, I mean. You either like it or you don't. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just, I don't I'm like the character. I said Percy. Eh. Percy's good. It, he's. <laughs> I feel like he looked more likable in the show. He okay. His character development does like big peak Briarwood arc. Not a whole lot for a long time. Big peak. Not, a not whole even lot. a little big peak. Just a small peak, and then no real character development. Gotcha. It's kind of. I'm assuming it's a problem that people have with. It's Vex. really good in the Briarwood arc, yeah. and then yeah, it fizzles. Vex has no character arc until uh, the Fey Realm. Yeah, and gets the only the smallest bit of character development. Yeah. Where she goes from a poor orphan, or not an orphan, semi-orphan. Her dad doesn't Poor her. abducted yeah. child. Uh, to D- Neither noble. does mine. Grow up. Yeah. <laughs> to, to noble. Uh, what are we going to talk about today? It'll be right. <laughs> Tyler's emotional damage. I don't, I'm not too bothered by it. <laughs> it's just the emotional damage. I didn't say you were bothered by it. It's just the emotional damage. Emotional damage. <laughs> God damn it. No, I, I really don't give a flying fuck about it. There is no emotional damage there. And how does that make you feel? <laughs> this is not a therapy session. It could oh, be. But it could be. I'll have to get closer to the microphone. No, mm-hmm. I don't want to. Okay. Because then you're going to try to like charge me $200 or something for yeah, more than five that, minutes. I'll take it. It's like 500 bucks an hour. I'll even give you a deal. Like that. 175 <laughs> No. Yeah. So now that we've... Discuss that in my apparent emotional issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to jump into The Legends of Vox Machina Season 1. So if you don't know, this is the TV show that has been animated based off of the story of Campaign mm-hmm. 1. Um, starting, they don't start at, do they start at the Briarwood arc? No, they start. It's like just a hair before. They start at the, the first, end of. The uh, first, nope, the first two episodes were a pre-stream adventure that they did. Gotcha. That happened, I don't know, that would have been like almost 10 years ago probably. <laughs> uh, that they wanted to animate. That's how the whole Kickstarter, that's what the whole thing was about. It was going to be originally one episode, like one hour long episode of uh, this Basically pre-stream how, adventure. Yeah, yeah how, how Vox Machina became Vox Machina. Kind of, yeah. Uh, it then raised $11 million and they were like, fuck it, you know. Let's make a whole season. A whole season Briarwood arc, which is a lot of people's favorite arc. It's understandable. It's fucking cool. It's really good. So uh, to be honest, I, I'm assuming season two is Chroma Conclave arc, correct? Uh, two and three. Two, okay, I knew three was, but yeah. I didn't know if the entirety of season two was Chroma Conclave. Yeah. I've liked it better than the first. Yeah. That's just me. I think people like the original. The Chroma Conclave arc in the show is... Almost 50 episodes. Gotcha. So it's a longer arc. It takes, it's a lot of a slog. The Briarwood arc's like 10 or 15 episodes. It's not that bad. It almost seemed rushed in the show. Like, Briarwood arc seemed rushed in the show. It was also their first, they're like, they're dipped into the waters. They're, they're putting their toe in the waters of like adapting yeah. this thing that they did. Adapting um, 40 hours of yeah content more, uh, into. And because it's a lot more of an investment yeah. than making a D and D podcast, yeah, I feel like again they didn't know how well it would 
take off. Uh, you should go watch their watch party thing. So they kind of talk about stuff like this, where they talk about like, especially the campaign two one they had or campaign the season two one. They talked about how at season one they were a lot more hesitant to change, to deviate from canon. I should I should say, in certain ways, and then in season two that they have to make it a better story, to make it flow better. They're like they're more willing to change things, change that things, move things around. Make I, it fit I don't better. know. I like the I like the season one because they did stick to it, and it felt more like it was developed straight from yeah. The content. The content, which I liked. And I, it's not that I liked season one any better than season two. It's just I liked the feel of it a lot. It was different. Mm-hmm. It had a whole different feel because it was developed straight from the content. It wasn't overproduced or anything like that, which maybe season two is a little bit overproduced, but it was still really enjoyable. It might be better in general for the general audience. Yeah. I think. Which is kind of what they worry, they're more worried about is like... Um, yeah, and that's really understandable. They're wanting people to pick it up that don't, don't watch it. That don't watch Critical Role. Yeah, because like, even though there's, you know, probably a couple hundred thousand people that watch Critical Role, that's not enough really to justify three seasons and a second show. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, Vox Machina has way more... Now, yeah. Yeah. So they're getting way more people interested in it. Yeah. Um, so changes from the streams for season one. Mm-hmm. I know we kind of hit on it. Did they change too much? Or did uh, they change anything? I don't know what they did and didn't because I didn't. I'm trying to go through it like episode by episode. They changed a, like minor things. Like obviously they have to like consolidate characters because, you know, we can't have 100 NPCs. Yeah. We have to consolidate these. Um, they just kind of change more like the relationships. Like in the stream, Vox Machina is made part of the Council of Tidori before the stream starts. So you start the stream, and they are part of the council already. Gotcha. So like episode one and two, they're all they're already yeah they before already knew, episode, yeah. they've already done episode one and two before the stream starts. Yeah, but they have already but they're already like it's been like a year since that happened or something like that, right? Uh, gotcha. So they already know like Uriel and Alora and Gilmore. So like all those relationships are pre-existing in the show. Only Gilmore's pre-existing relationship, I should say, I guess. So you're kind of seeing them meet these characters and uh, develop these relationships. And they don't do a very good job of that in the show. That's I, I can understand that, that that's where it's kind of like a bit rushed. Yeah, because it's definitely, you can see that it's rushed because they go from... Like, it's from season one to season two, which I don't know how much time it even said there was in between season one and season two. None. There was none. It just, oh, that's right, because the end of with season... With the dragon attack, yeah, it begins right. with the dragon attack. Right. It is yeah. flush. Um, and so they seem very attached to the council in season two, even though they barely know them. Yeah, that's part in of In timeline-wise. Sure. But whenever you look at the live stream, they've known them for... Years. Yeah. Like, you know, they have... They, I don't even... And I don't think they have a magic carpet in the show, but they got a magic carpet from Alora. They stole it from her. <laughs> Solid. But she was just fine with it. They're like, oh, you know. So they 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 have these years, years, and years upon of uh, history with these characters. Um, I'm trying to think of actual differences. Um, Dominic Moynihan's character doesn't exist, if I remember correctly. The dwarf. Yeah. Um, 
he doesn't exist. I don't, or if he does, it's just like as a nameless, Character. faceless NPC. Yeah, that doesn't have any emotional weight. Didn't know Percy at all. Gotcha. Um, Keeper Yenin was a dude in the stream. Uh, trying to think. That's most of the original changes that I can think of from season one. So, like I said, they were whole. they were they were very hesitant to really change things, and that's understandable. I feel like don't change too much your first season, and you'll get your core people that yeah watch the sh- live stream wanting to watch the show mm-hmm. because they're like, oh, it's going to be just like the show. We're going to cut out all the nonsense and leave the good parts. Yeah. I think they did a pretty good balance between the two of changing things and then keeping things canonical. Yeah. Um, just because it was entertaining for one, it was super entertaining. It really was. And, but from what I remember from the Briarwood, it just didn't change that much. Like I said, I can't. There was have, a little, like like you said, little bitty things, but that's and I fine. Say a change, it's like there probably were some a lot more changes in like adaptation that I don't really count because it's just kind of like a you kind of have to like change stuff like but, in terms I mean, of like that, dialogue and stuff, right? Yeah, where you cut but stuff like, out or change what the they meat say. Of, the meat of a scene is essentially the same, right? Like, yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's essentially what they did with like Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings, yeah. right? So those are not direct, no, like from the book things and that's fine that's fine because they did a really good job of sticking to the um what do you call it the story beats the story beats they stuck to the the character of the entire mm-hmm. story like the feeling of it was the same every scene that they had was essentially the same sort of personality that Tolkien had brought to the world Tone? but they just huh the tone. tone yeah that's it the tone was the same for like every yeah. scene even though they changed some things it was the same tone yeah which i think is what they achieved with vox machina mm-hmm. as I'd well say they definitely did um yeah and that's really all the changes for season one that i can remember off the top of my head that i if they said if there was probably more that was much smaller that don't really matter yeah uh, and then favorite characters from season one. Mm-hmm. We're talk- like, I guess we're talking non-player characters. No, the player like they can a- be. Any, it can be yeah. any of them. I think everyone's favorite is Scanlan from season one. Yeah, pretty like I pretty mean, hands down. You Scanlan. start off your first interaction with Scanlan is fucking hilarious. Oh yeah, it's pretty good because everybody's in a bar fight and he's upstairs fucking trying to fuck. Mm-hmm. And then who doesn't like animated tits? Exactly. <laughs> I'm sure there's somebody that doesn't <laughs> like them, but I mean, there probably is. Percy in season one, which again we talked about it, the Bri- the Briarwood arc is kind of his. He is essentially the main character of that arc. Yeah, it is his. It is his arc, his hometown. He is. It's all about him. Yeah, and his just the the way they animated it. I do it love looks great. I do love. Uh, I'm sure he gets it. I know he gets one in season two, but he has like the classic anime, like push the glass up and the lenses <laughs> are white. Yeah. Fucking, it popped me so hard whenever he did that because I was like, ha! Because <laughs> it doesn't really fit the animation style, I would say, but it's like a throwback to their roots in anime. Yeah. That I'm like, mm-hmm. aha. Yep. I think Pike, um, at the beginning, like in the first half, mm-hmm. 
was really kind of dull, but she got more interesting as it went along. But I don't know if that whole arc really was necessary. Yes and no. I mean, I know what you mean. Yeah. Because she got, she got more powerful, I understand. Yeah, well, it's important but, to show her development as well. Yeah, but, I mean, they should have done it earlier on with yeah. in different ways, and I think that they missed out on that. Which, as having DM'd, I know you can't focus on everybody all the time. I mean, you can kind of focus on the group a little bit, but, like, individual people get their, get their moments in the, in yeah. the spotlight and... So I, I understand that, but I think in the show they could have done that a little bit better because at the beginning she was just kind of like the healer. Yeah, which cleric. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Me. Don't, kinda... Yeah, don't be a healer. Uh, and then our favorite scenes from the show. We're going to roll the dice for this one. I mean, I didn't get to say my favorite characters. I thought you did. Nope. I well, didn't. then say your I favorite character. didn't say a word. Then say your favorite character. Uh, I'm just going to say how I like how they've changed, like, different, differently. Like, differences from the stream to the show. Like, um, I think they really improved Keyleth's, um, character arc overall. Like, she's a much more relatable character now in the show. I don't know if it's just because it's, that's a really hard fucking character arc to pull off in role play and live stream. Of like the dorky, um, unsure of yourself, hesitant leader, but like I feel like they really made it work in the show. It's really good in the show. Like they made her much more likable because the well, like you said, relatable because yeah, relatable. she's not great at everything. Yeah, which is, I think, a really key thing mm-hmm. in role play is not being good at everything. Yeah. yeah. Which in D&D is sometimes hard yeah. to do, especially so, with rolls. Yeah, because sometimes you'll just roll great. Yeah. I really like yeah. her change. Um, I really like, like, Vax is one of my favorite characters, but I really like the adaptation that they did where he's a lot more aloof, I would guess with the right word, except for Keyleth. Like, he doesn't really give a shit about anybody except for his sister. And then for you know, he just crushes on Keyleth, like, out of nowhere, kind of. Yeah, it is absolutely. Out he's of into way. antlers. Yeah, I mean, he's in antlers. <laughs> I mean, it's to each their own. Is, I guess that is literally how crushes usually work, though. You'll just be like, wake up one day, and you'll be like, "I like you." It's also how kinks work. Yeah, wake up one day, and all of a sudden you're like, "That's antlers." Like, That's man. true. <laughs> uh, I never noticed feet before. What? <laughs> never looked down. But yeah, I think I'm not into feet. I just want to throw that out there. Uh, and now I'm, I. <laughs> That was the only thing I could think of. I don't That's know why. The only kink that you know. It is. That scene in Hot D probably got you real, real hard. That's probably why I th- think of feet. Oh, uh, no, that's not why. It's just, that's no, scene. I think it's because of Feet Finder, because I was literally talking to Sam about Feet Finder, how I need to get her to start one so we what, can have more money. What is Feet Finder? It's where you sell feet pics yeah. to perverts on the internet. People like feets. They'll pay you like $5 a picture, basically. It's like OnlyFans, but specifically for your yeah. feet. Does it have to be my feet? No. Or preferably not. Okay. <laughs> yeah, those two, I think. Uh, if it was, I would already have one. Because it would just be my feet. <laughs> but money. nobody wants to fucking look at that. Yeah. Fucking hobbit feet. Back on track. Uh, I think those two are like my favorite characters. 
that they've changed. Like obviously, I still like Scanlon and Grog. They're like top tier. They are just like the heart of the show. Usually, they 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 make you laugh at the most inopportune times. Yeah. They really do. As they did in the show. And they're not even good people. No, they're awful people. They're, they're horrible. awful people. They're horrible people. <laughs> they really are. Especially at this beginning. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Favorite scenes. Yeah. And you're up first because I already rolled the dice yeah. and it was you. And then you bitched about saying characters and then you said you didn't say the characters. You just said the changes in the characters. Well, they, I you said bitch. that they were my favorite changes because I like all of them. But uh, Keyless Kameha... What sunburst wave on Silas in the eleventh episode? It's fucking top tier. Yeah, it's pretty fucking good. Grog holding them, much like a certain Saiyan on Saiyan. <laughs> <laughs> it just fucking hit me with it. Yep, <sighs> love it. It's me. I like them having trouble with the doors. I just it was that is also a, a great scene. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Is it? Yeah, <laughs> such a good scene that it actually happened in the campaign. They used four spells <laughs> and took damage <laughs> to get a door open that was literally just locked with a wooden four by four on the other side. Yep, That's all it was locked with. <laughs> and it's just, it's fucking great. So I, good. I think that the fact that they put that in there, yes, they had it. To. It feels like D and D. It feels like something that would happen in D and D. They it's, do. A very good job of showing crit fails without showing yeah. crit fails. Oh yeah, like it's true. The door. I assume most of those were crit fails, or they just couldn't they were get just it open. Low rolls, I think. I don't remember either crit fails or low enough rolls that yeah. it wasn't working. I just uh, remember, but the table was fucking dying when it happened. Yeah, it took like an hour to get through a fucking door. Yeah, the other scene that I really like is Grog jumping in the acid, butt ass naked. Oh yeah, because I can't help but think, because you know he jumps in and he starts screaming. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, you know, your skin's burning. Now you've let it inside your mouth, and it's burning too, and you got your eyes open, and everything is burning. And his constant just, I can take it. I can take it. It's very barbarian. It's <laughs> so barbarian. And I love yes. it. Uh, like I said, that's a barbarian is my dream character. And I just, I'm fucking. If you played D&D, maybe yeah. you have played you one by now. Your, showed up, fucking you bitch. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you're even doing. Yeah. Why, why are we here? <laughs> to record a podcast. <laughs> that's why we're here. We all know why you're here. We could be playing D&D right now. We could. But we're not. I think that's your end goal. Is like this whole podcast is it, just a setup, so that you are now finally able to play D anD D again with us. Hundred percent. Yeah. If it means that I just have to, rec- I've said this before. If it means that we just have to record it and put it on the internet, I'm okay with that. Yeah, it's fine. It'll be demonetized immediately. Yeah. Well, it's going to be a lot more work on me because I'm going to have to fucking edit the four hours that we play and cut out all the stupid, ignorant shit. Yeah, you'll that be we bleeping say. all the time. Yeah, it's like, just get that blue button. God. Yeah. Your favorite scenes? Either. Yes, Is your favorite door? scenes. Well, I mean, like just um, like it's not even like the funny things, but like the door scene obviously uh-huh. is one of my top ones. Anytime where Scanlan is using the hand. And it's inappropriately mm-hmm. like it's like that's not how that works. Yeah, he's but, holding everybody up on yeah, the hand. That, it can't even hold that much weight. Like I don't think it can. No, probably not. Not no. that much. But you know what? I like that because I like 
I like Mercer's whole idea of the rule of cool yeah. is more important than almost anything else in D&D because it makes everything feel fun. I, I like that. Uh, but him using it on there and they brought it into the show, it's really nice. Um, but uh, I think for serious things, um, like just the the whole scene where they're actually um, anytime uh, Percy is dealing with one of the bad guys. Oh, uh, it's always so good. Yeah, if you like your emo boys, Percy yeah. is the boy for you. Oh, yeah. You know me and my emo boys. <laughs> you missed some letters in the emo. It should have been demon boys. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Demon, emo. Possessed by a demon. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's always entertaining. Yeah. It feels like a really Which good. seems to be a recurring theme. Like you said, it feels like a really good anime. Not not necessarily yeah. demon. It's like, but you, yeah, you watch it possessed. and it, there are so many like anime-esque influences in there. If you're a fan of anime, I just, like, you will like this show because it's, it's, it's like a Western anime. It's yeah. like a Western fantasy anime. Pretty much. It's good. And then now we get to go on to season two and talk about season the dose. same things. The same thing. And then I'm going to add something that isn't on here for season one and two, but we can uh-huh. compile them. Uh, so changes from the live stream for season two. Oh, there's a lot. <laughs> I haven't watched this arc at yeah. all in the for um, the actual critical okay, role podcast. The, Okay, let's start off here. But you mean you hadn't watched the show, and I was about to be pissed. No, I've watched the show. Uh, So them going to Vasselheim, most of, like, the beginning, like, episode, and first and second episode, roughly the same. Like, the dragons still attack. The uh, Uriel dies. Most of the rest of the council escapes through teleporting. Gotcha. Um, They still meet up in Gilmore's shop and do that shit. Uh, and going, uh, yeah, <laughs> again, again. Um, <laughs> but them going to Vasselheim for aid. This is in the show is the first time they went to Vasselheim. In the stream, they had been there before. Was already a part of the Slayers take, and that's where they met Cash and Zara. Yeah. Um. So them going, so they just kind of like reorder stuff and be like, well. Instead of hopping back and forth, we'll just move all that stuff to the first time they go there. And say, you've been here before. Yeah. And then that the twins had been there before. Yeah. And that knew, they knew Cash and Zara. So they kind of moved some of that character interaction off screen. like, And just let you fill in the blanks. Um, that's all the same. Cash and Zara are way more antagonistic. In the... Stream in the show. In the show. What the fuck? Jeez, if they were more antagonistic in the stream, they'd be villains. Yeah. No, in the show, in the the stream, they're like, almost immediately, they're like, best friends. Gotcha. (laughs) Especially Vex and Zara. It's very, like, it's like almost immediate. Um, It it does feel weird in the show now because they're so antagonistic. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously And then they just stop. Yeah. And then they're just like, and then Vox Market is just like, oh, they're friends. And like, oh, they released that giant monster on us. It's okay. But it's okay. Everything's fine because they gave us a magical item. Yeah. yeah. And that is kind of how D&D works usually. Uh, our table. I think we would have killed them. Yeah. And they're oh, taking wow. the magical e- exactly. item. Exactly. Yeah. I think they that's could, how most people would have handled that because that's a villain move. They could have gave it up and we still would have killed them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you released a monster. <laughs> Do you have more? Let's see. Stab. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of after that. Uh, they definitely like uh, the um, cow. Oh, the Kamal Jory. Jory. 
The second, the male Sphinx. Yeah. Uh, he's not on... 3 p.m. <laughs> that was my Apple Watch. He's not on the same continent. I don't know why it decided to tell me it was 3 p.m. Originally, he's actually back on the continent of Tal'Dorei. He's not on the same continent as Vasselheim. Again, it's one of them things, instead of them having jumping back and forth all the time between continents, because at this point, Keyleth had transport via plant, so they could just... Just move wherever yeah, the fuck they want? Go wherever the fuck they wanted. Uh, they moved him also to the same continent. Um, he, they, there's no fight with Umbrasil in that. Like, he doesn't break in and steal Myth Carver. Yeah. Uh, which, which changes a large, large oh, plot yeah. point well, in the show. Then, in the show. Uh, kind of. The Sphinx is really there for Expedition Lore Dump. It's really always there for. Yeah. Um, they do not beat him with the power of love. Emotional damage. <laughs> it's emotional damage. Um, I thought that was wonderful, though. I it's great. It's, and so it's such a good way to beat somebody, too. Mm-hmm. I think they just, you know, normal combat fight him and. I mean, for kill fuck's him. sake, Jarrett let us bring everybody back from saying the power of friendship. <laughs> Wasn't me. It was Ethan. That was me. Were you demon? That yeah. Was, that was, yeah. That was oh, that was, the world, that was the WoW campaign. Yeah. 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 Power of friendship. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um,. <laughs> all just a dream and they're really the only other big one is they they don't split the party like Keyleth doesn't lose half the party and yeah uh, outside of Western or whatever they're all together throughout the entire like everybody goes to Feywild everybody goes to Western but again it's more of like a let's get and they can't they couldn't really do that and have an A and B story so they're like half party goes to Feywild half party goes here we can have an A and B story in every episode that gets Multiple things done, moves the story along at a faster pace. Yeah. And it's also less work on the animators. Because <laughs> there's not eight or seven characters in every shot, at least. Yeah. Uh, that's... You said they changed the finger up the butt. Oh, they just dimensioned door inside the dragon. Oh, okay. I prefer the mage hand. Oh, and it's it, so much better. It's so much better. <laughs> Although, I uh, will say, I have a problem with it. Because as much as y'all had a problem with the boys... The guy crawling inside the dick. Oh, yeah. This one was just as bad. In fact, if not worse, because eh. of all the fucking noises. Eh. This one was worse. I mean, the, the, the inside the dick was worse, worse because, because it's it, real. It's, it's like a, a real thing. Like, you can imagine. It wasn't It wasn't a cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, but the noises. Uh, I don't give a shit about the noises. There was no noises in the boys that I remember. I feel like he was definitely moaning when he was touching the yeah, inside. Yeah, I, I don't give a shit if somebody's I, moaning. I hear people moan all the time. I suggest you go back and watch it again. It was not. There was fucking <laughs> in Vox Machina. Please don't make it that was, noise ever again. I, I, that didn't bother me that much. It bothered the shit out of me. And I hope it bothered somebody listening enough to comment and complain about I mean, the it was fact still, that... You're like, oh, no. It also doesn't really work in the stream. It doesn't? No. Like, they don't end up inside the dragon? No, it works, but, like, it does, like, no, nothing really happens. Because, like, nothing. I mean, nothing really happened in the show. It stopped him for all of three and but a half it did, seconds. Like, it did, like, some, re- it did more damage in the show than it did in the stream. I think Mercer had to do, like, ten points of damage or something. It was not very much. I don't think it really did that much damage in the stream. It's or not in the stream, in the show. It had, it like ripped him open a little bit, like internally. Yeah, but then he and went like to a, his cave he and like was like, I'm fine. Four, well, yeah, that's he had magic. a four foot hole in him. Yeah. In the, in the show. Yeah. That didn't happen. That's yeah. how they got out. Yeah, but. I know. After the fact, 
whenever they first went inside, it was barely anything. And it obviously didn't hurt him enough that he couldn't stop flying because he kept flying while he was going. Yeah, but it, I mean, yeah. Yeah, fair. But then also that the whole, like, they have to cut themselves out of the dragon. <laughs> they don't just go out the butthole again. They, like, cut themselves out of the dragon, and they're like, eh. Uh. It was just a mess. It was a, it was a, also, that was not like a spur of the moment plan. That was a that plan, plan, that plan they had before. I believe that 100%. That's a plan that we would make up. It is. <laughs> we shove like, something up. It was Lee and Sam being like, let's yeah, get it was a the, dragon. It was the giant, like, undead beetle thing. Yeah. The, yeah, you did do that. Yeah, you, like, got underneath it on your, on your death night. On your undead guy? Yeah. And then you put all the little grenades, yeah. the holy grenades up its butt. Mm-hmm. It worked, too. Yeah, it, it did. Mm-hmm. The shit that happens in D&D yeah. does happen. You actually did that twice. Yeah, we did it. Did it? To yeah. the same guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, he got brought back. And right? then we did it again. And then you did it again. Like, why not work the first time? Oh, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Any... Favorite characters from season two, since we've talked about the changes, um, that differ from season one. Sure. I mean, everybody's still going to love Grog. Everybody's still going to love Scanlan. I did like, I did like, well, you're going to roll for it. Sure. Yeah. He says, fuck, it's me. Uh, yeah, yeah. Side bitch. Side bitch. I, uh, as far as like other characters besides Grog and Scanlan. There's not really any that I liked Vax more in this season. Hey, this is where he gets uh, his real, real, real character development. Yeah, I did like him more in this season. Um, Vax, Multiclass. It was, <laughs> yeah. uh, it, she was still mad. She was better, but she was mad to me. Uh, Keyless development was impressive, but didn't make me care about her any more or less. Yeah, fair. It was very similar. Ethan, you're up. Um, so Percy, in, like, I really liked how he, how he handled it in the, uh, in the Feywild. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was a lot more That's entertaining. He got, a, he got a little bit of comedy to it. That was nice to see that from Percy instead of just all dark brooding. Yeah. yeah. He, he becomes like, definitely a lot more lighter after the entire prior Well, yeah, he doesn't have Good. a fucking demon. <laughs> he demon also got the actually. rifle. Yeah, yeah, bad yeah. yeah, that was cool. Um, that you already you already mentioned Keyleth, but she got a power boost. But I feel it was very similar, so it wasn't really a lot different. No, to yeah. uh, season one, but badass. Yo, yeah, oh yeah, the, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Archfey, Garmili. Yeah, he was cool. Oh yeah. Boy, do I have a fucking do I, do I have, have a campaign for you to watch? Why do I have three? <laughs> if you like him, watch campaign two. Okay. Um, and Grog. So Grog's story he, he, yeah, that was real. really cool. It was a he very gets good story. Real character development. Yeah, that was he's not good. just the big dumb. He's the yeah. He's the guy with the heart. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna let you cover the rest of them. Big sad dumb. Sure. I don't know why I rolled you up. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, you know, like, I really like, this is, like, Grog's big yeah. character arc where he gets, like, you know. My friends. Uh, yeah, he realizes the strength is the power of his. The power of friendship. The power of friendship. It's, power his, of stre- friendship. it's his greatest strength. Um, uh, Vax definitely takes his um, brooding to a new level. 
and I'm a, I like those sad emo boys. <laughs> so, yeah, everyone does. Like Vax is like one of my favorite characters for a reason. Like I love his whole arc of dealing with the Raven Queen, uh, making the deal. Uh, I I love their adaptation of it. It's it's much more concise and like way more streamlined than it was in the in the stream. This is how you handle a warlock patron. Yeah. This is how you do it. Yeah. I and mean, that's a very good like um, just like a baseline for this is really how you should be doing yeah. warlock yeah. patrons. I really like Keyless power up boosts uh, and the new outfit. I'm like, yeah, she looks like a proper badass now. Um, also, just for a side note, like Keyless, the character is based on the Avatar, if you can tell. And uh, Avatar Korra played her mom, <laughs> which I was like, when I see that, I was like, oh, fuck yeah, that's awesome. That's a nice little, like, you know. That's good. Homage. Homage to. Uh, the inspiration of the character. Um, Scaling gets some actual real important character development in this of like... Yeah, he tries to fuck his daughter. He tries to fuck his daughter. Um, It got serious. Which is very Scanlan. And and realizing that he has a daughter. Yeah. Uh, While tied up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, In his underwear. I really like Thordak. (laughs) Like, I just have a... I really like the way... Uh, He's the one that beats the shit out of Grog and keeps Oh, Thordak oh, that's the Cinder King. Yeah, that's stupid. The Red I Dragon. Knew that. You're thinking of Kevdak. Yeah, no, Kevdak was... Kevdak. He, I'm not even thinking of Kevdak. It, I'm thinking a, about the one before that who asked him where he got his strength from. Earthbreaker Groon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because I just like the fact that he beats the shit out of Grog yeah. constantly awesome, asking right? him, where do you get your power that's from? That's almost exactly how it happened in the, sh- in the stream, so... That's yeah. That's those are my favorite characters. I I want to go the opposite direction here. I just think uh, uh, Vax. You just don't, you don't like she it? could she could have stayed dead. No, Vex could have stayed dead. They're the same people. I mean, it's the same name. <laughs> Why would you do this to us? <laughs> Vex Vex could have stayed dead, and I wouldn't. It wouldn't have changed the arc at all to me. It wouldn't have changed. It would have changed uh, Vax's arc. It wouldn't have changed her arc really because she wouldn't have an arc. But it, it would have very much. <laughs> he would have still been an emo boy. But In he fact, would not be indebted probably... to the Raven Queen, which is very important. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, I understand that. So I understand the. I understand arc. the function, but I don't think that he would have been sad. <coughs> but he would not have been like seeing this. I don't think the rest of the storyline would have had that big of an like a change to it at all on that. You are mostly correct, I guess, except for maybe like the Faerum thing. I it would have been somebody else. It would have been Percy. Yeah. instead. Yeah. Especially going through being like, I know right. what I'm doing. Sure. Right. Uh, and then favorite scenes is our last topic. Ethan, what was your favorite scene? I got pretty hyped whenever Grog got on the back of Umbrasil, Umbrasil, yeah, like whenever he threw the yeah, and he's go. just like, like, fucking him up, yeah, yeah it's very barbarian, yeah, I would have, yeah, that's that would I would have done that, that's like uh, <laughs> I think we all would have done. That's that. like when the Rock tried to take off with when you had the Rock try to take off with one of the party members, yep. and I like flew up and like jumped down its throat, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I would have done. Mm-hmm. And is that your only one of your favorite scenes, or you got any others? Um, before I roll and cut you off. 
Gone. I know Ethan doesn't care about it, but I love the uh, the entire last part of the third episode of Vex dying, of the whole flashback sequence. I think it's just very much, very beautifully like animated. Oh no, I thought shot. it was good. Yeah. yeah, I know you don't care about her. You're like, ah, I, don't I just don't. Care. I just don't yeah. think it would have changed anything. Yeah, else. But yeah. I thought that I'm like, oh, even me knowing it's coming, I'm like, Ugh. I hate it, but I love it. Gotcha. I really like episode five. Where they go to uh, Pyra, and Keila gets her old power up, and then obviously all of the last three episodes are just fucking like, yeah, amazing. Especially episode ten, yeah. the kill box. Yeah, that one's really good. Um, so I, two of mine stick out specifically: the kill box where mm-hmm. Grog has to fight back. Uh, actually, I guess three technically. Whenever he, Grog has Craven Edge mm-hmm. and he's going fucking berserk. Oh, yep. And ends up stabbing Stab Pike. Pike. Yep. That is awesome. Uh, the, what's the other one? Is that because you of? hate gnomes? No. Uh, whenever he actually breaks Craven Edge and mm-hmm. then he's just there, scrawny as fuck <gasps> and he can't move. They're having to drag him through the woods. I'd love that. And there was one part, I can't remember what episode it was in, but it, like, gave me chills the way that they, like, done it, and you think I would be able to remember what it. What happened? Uh, Pike was sad. I think it was whenever Grog found, like, whenever Grog found her great-great-grandpa. Grandpa Wilhelm, yeah. And saved him, and then Kevdak beat the shit out of yep. him. Oh, yeah. And then she heals him. Yeah, but she was all sad whenever mm-hmm. healing or talking about it. it yeah. Like, again, the way they acted it out or did it, it was yeah. just gave me chills. And that may not have been it. It may have been whenever he was actually fighting Kev Dak and something was said. I don't know. I can't remember. I just watched it last night. You think I would, but. Uh, the whole thing where they were trying to get the information, trying to pass the Sphinx's challenge. Oh, yeah. Um, I really think that was. When nobody the, cares, and, and they about did you. the song, and okay, can we say something about the fucking songs just overall in general? Okay, no. T- yeah. Speaking of that, the song that they're playing whenever fucking they're fighting Kevdak and oh, yeah. the herd, and it's fucking you, awesome. you have fucking Travis just <laughs> growling rage. That's fucking great. I love it. But the songs are great. The song, like Sam and his brother-in-law Peter Beeb, are amazing. Uh, obviously there's the, um, I forget what it's called in the first season, but it's the one at the dinner party where it's about the fucking, the anal beads or whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? The very yes. episode, yeah. That one's hilarious. Uh, you know, he has all his little quippy songs that, that like, they had the, uh, the power ballad to emotionally damage the Sphinx. They have... Uh, making their way, which, you know, obviously the, um, uh, what the hell is the name of the, the artist called? Is it Vanessa? The, making my way downtown. I can't remember what her name is. It's something. Uh, but they, they, they kept saying, Matt kept saying, making their way, making their way every time. And they just started saying this. And it's like this in joke that they have now created these two really good songs. Like they have the, the Sam and Ashley version and the little Laura, like slow, like, Sad version, and then obviously the fucking death metal. <laughs> yeah, it was, oh, that one was my favorite, but that's because I like that style of music. 
and then just sit randomly here, Travis. Rage. Uh, there was one other scene, and I thought it was kind of weird, but it felt so hype, but then, like, nothing happened. Grog's like, I would like to rage. And then, like, oh, after he, and the then, power like, of the friends? Yeah. Yeah. Then, like, nothing happened. Well, he didn't have his, he didn't have any weapons or anything. He just, like, he raged and he just punched him. And he's like, oh. Yeah. It was still yeah. hype, though. Yeah. There's yeah. some great one liners yeah. in that show, too, like I, that I love. Of the, I'm kind of just in between weapons right now. I'm kind of just in between weapons. Or when Umbrasil's trying to eat Pike and like, you look like a snack. Well, chew on me, fuck bucket. That's going, it, fuck bucket is thrown in oh, my so like uh, language now. Yeah. I'm going to be at work and call somebody a fuck bucket. And they're probably going to be like, what fuck the? bucket. All right. Uh, so the thing I was going to add was anything that we are disappointed with i don't know like i don't want to say disappointed because that seems so much worse than but anything that didn't meet our expectations i guess for the show ethan you're up it's hard to say um the keyleth storyline i thought was really good but I, i i thought it it could have been better i thought it could have been done better i thought that they didn't pay enough attention to her backstory on that i would like they did a little bit but they didn't really touch on it too much they just did the little scene where she's on the little the little balcony thing mm-hmm. and talking to her mom and dad and then yeah. uh and then it kind of just doesn't go any deeper than that i would have liked to see just a little bit more like maybe like another another flashback and i think it would have been almost there we but will probably get one i would like to see probably. more with the pyre Whatever it is, the pyra, By, yeah, pyra, yeah, that's it. And I want to see more with that, but I understand that there was some time constraint there because they're trying to stay within a certain episode limit. Yeah, but I think they could have devoted an episode to her, probably instead of splitting it like she was like seventy five percent of that episode, and like the other twenty five was a little bit about vax, vax, vax. so. Whichever one it is. Um, one of the twins. Yeah, like her and Vax get have like their entire character arcs spanned the entire campaign. So theirs are a little bit more spread out. So you're probably not going to get as much. Is he also most multi-class paladin? Yeah. Like a rogue paladin warlock. He's not a, pa- he's not a warlock. He is literally just a rogue paladin. Really? Yeah. Fancy, but you—that's how you oh, should actually, do. Yeah. Like, that's how you should do warlock patrons. Yeah, it's so. exactly, essentially how. Um, You're up. Oh, I'm up. Yep. I'm not. I don't know. It just kind of felt like the uh, this second season ended on like a downer note. Like I don't know. I feel like that review was supposed to be a lot more impactful. That keeper unit had been replaced by Raishan. Um It kind of fell flat a little bit. I don't know why. It didn't feel like the end of a season segue. It, yeah, it, it felt like the end of an episode it, segue. Yeah, it, it felt like an episode, end of an episode cliffhanger, not the end of a season cliffhanger. Yeah. But um, that's but, because they know they've already been greenlit for yeah, season three. And I, they, I, already, I know that there's not really a better place to stop. end the season. Yeah. Like, unless you were going to end it before that and have the third season start off with that. That's really the only thing I could think of. Like, end it at the Umbrusel fight and then have it start off but that's well i think you it. could end it with the umbrasil fight 
Yeah. And then cut to Thordak and the other dragon. I don't know its name. I still don't think that would have been the Vorogal. Vorogal. Okay. I still don't really think that would have been a really good place to cut it off either. But don't even. I mean. I feel like that reveal would have been. I feel like you leave Rayshon out until the. Is it Rayshon? Rayshon. Rayshon. However you say it. However you say it. Leave them out until the next season and start off with that. But still show the end of with Thordak yeah. and all the eggs. Because now what it is, I'm going to have to go back once the next season comes. I'm going to have to watch the last three episodes again just to pull myself into the next season. Not, not that I couldn't watch it, just to make sure I get the flow of the story correctly. Gotcha. Yeah, because this all is like takes place with it. I know it like on the material plane it says they say like three weeks have passed or whatever. Cause yeah. They, they were, were gone for three days, but, but it was three weeks. It's like a week. Yeah. Of time that the actually like, so like it, like many D and D campaigns, it just you fly through, yeah, at a breakneck pace. That happens. Yep. Uh, and then we're on to me. My only like complaint slash disappointment is at times the animation falls way short. There's times where it looks awful. I remember specifically seeing voices not matching faces, like. It'll be like a few seconds later. It's on minor scenes where they're literally just talking, so they're not dumping as much money, so they're not taking as much time on it. And because like the bigger fight scenes and everything like that all look beautiful, and then there's times where just the quality of them, even like if they're off to the side, their characters don't look as good as they will at times. And it's not like it happened a lot; it just happened enough for me to notice it. I never noticed it, but I probably will now. Thank you very much. Sorry, it's okay. I Ruined just, it. It, like I said, it was very few times, but enough to notice. It's also I pay attention to that stuff. It's one of the things that's going to happen though if they want to have an episode, a season every year. Yeah, uh, they just don't have enough time and slash money to dump into it. Uh, maybe they will. Like maybe Amazon will increase the. Uh, Budget. Budget, and then they'll be able to get more animators and stuff to, like, help out with this stuff. But I I don't know. Yeah. Unsure. Well, that wraps everything up. Are we not going to talk about... No, we, we can save that for when it comes out. Okay. Or closer to when it comes out. Sure. Mainly because we're at an hour and six minutes already. Fair enough. So, <laughs> time, oh. to, time to pretty well wrap this episode up. And since, if you made it all the way through this... You can do what you do on every episode. You can go to the link in the description and find links to our Discord, or you can go to anchor.fm slash chaoticallynerdy and find links to our Facebook page and follow us there. You can comment on our post. Uh, I'm actually a little pissed off at Anchor because I our last episode that got posted this Tuesday was something like the title was something stupid, and normally it will show the title. The title was Waterboarding Lot Lizards for D&D's new OGL. Uh, normally whenever I post that anchor will like the link will show the title and it. So I made the comment about the link about, you know, with the title, it's going to be something stupid that we talk about today and it didn't post it. It just posted like an anchor link and had no title. And I was like, this is fucking bullshit. Mm. But either way, it is what it is. Go talk to us on our discord and tell us how stupid we are. Yeah, mainly me. 
Especially Tyler. Yep. Especially Tyler. We appreciate you all listening, and we'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Deuce.